so a couple of years back, uh, one of our girls here in Holy Family was giving her testimony. And she spoke about a bullying experience that she had had at school. And one particular phrase that she used really struck me, really stood out. She said that when she was going to school, uh, the girls would make fun of her for not trying hard enough. So basically for not you know, wearing enough makeup or not looking like everyone else did. Because that's really important. It's really important that you just look like everyone else. Heaven forbid you'd be an individual. Uh, so if they're all wearing makeup, then you have to wear makeup. So they were laughing at her then for, for not wearing makeup. And then when she did, then they'd make fun of her for trying too hard. Oh, look at you, huh? All bells and whistles. Who do you think you are? So, and, and it was just the way, the way she described it, I thought, my goodness, that's frustrating. Like, you know, I can't use the expression here, but you're, you're, um, you're, Danged if you do and danged if you don't. <laughs> Let's just go with that. Um, yeah, so you can't win. You can't win. You know what I mean? And it's this kind of absolute just frustration. I mean, I try and it's not good enough and I don't try and it's not good enough. So what am I supposed to do? Where's the middle ground? Half not trying? What does that mean? <laughs> how, how, how do you do that in, in real life? Because, the, the, see, the bottom line, the, the, the foundational problem here wasn't her. The problem isn't her. The problem was the bullies, who, for whom nothing was going to be right. The, 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 the whole issue was, we don't care what you do, it's never going to be right. And I find it very, very interesting when, when it comes to our spiritual warfare, right? the spiritual warfare that we are engaged in, whether we like it or not, whether we realize it or not, whether we care or not, whether we pray or not, we are in this battle. And our enemy is just like those bullies. Whatever we do, whatever we do it's not going to be good enough. It's not going to be, in his eyes, right. So everything that he wants us to do will be maybe an element of good, but exaggerated, or an element of good and too little. It's, it's, never, it's never the right amount. It's never, it's never balanced, right? Uh, this is like so typically, yeah, allow me to say it, demonic, right? For even, for even to take something good and exaggerate it. So today's gospel, when we read about the... Uh, this Pharisee, now it's very, very interesting. Again, we've heard this so often that maybe often the details go, go over our, our, our heads. But the Pharisee stood there, stood. It's also an important detail. He's not kneeling before God. He's standing there, right? And he said this prayer to himself, to himself, not to God. The details are really important, okay? <laughs> okay? And he said, I thank you, God, that I am not grasping, unjust, and adulterous, like the rest of mankind, and particularly that I'm not like him, <laughs> right? So it's a profoundly proud prayer, okay? Particularly that I'm not like this tax collector. Now, this is interesting here. I fast twice a week. I pay tithes on all I get. Now, the Lord in this parable doesn't say he lied. It doesn't say that he was lying. So this man does fast twice a week. This man does pay tithes on all he gets, and we presume he also prays because... He's a Pharisee. So he's praying, fasting, tithing. And, and this doesn't make him right with God. But to the Pharisee, of course I'm at rights with God. I'm doing everything right. I'm ticking all the boxes. Show me another box, I'll tick it for you. Not a problem. Like all, he's doing everything he's supposed to be doing externally. Externally, everything looks fine. Like he's fasting, praying, 
tithing, the whole lot. That looks really good. That's a, that's a really good, um, uh, to look at him from the outside, you say, that's, that's a really good standard. Well done. Inside, though, thank God I'm not like all of ye. You know what I mean? Inside, there's something very, very wrong. Like Then the other guy, again, just to, to kind of to compare, like, like Jesus, Jesus, when he chose uh, these characters for his parable, it was, it was all very, very deliberate. A tax collector, now keep in mind who tax collectors are. They're not like for us people who work in the tax office. Okay? These are people who worked for an occupying force. They were traitors. They worked for the Romans. The Romans who were enslaving and heavily taxing the Jews. So you're working for them. Okay? And then he's at the back of the church. And he doesn't say that he prays or fasts because he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't fast. He doesn't tithe. But there's something re- so different about his attitude. He's at the back of, of, of the, I was going to say the church, at the back of the synagogue there, at the temple. He beats his breast, doesn't even raise his eyes to heaven. And he says, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. So, like, the, the, the attitude of heart is completely different, even though, more than likely, his lifestyle is wrong. The other guy has kind of externally the, the right lifestyle but the heart is all wrong, all wrong. In, internally, it's just full of corruption and judgmentality and pride. So what the Lord is saying here is that it's the heart that matters. So uh, it's, it's like uh, a scripture says, you know, love co- covers a multitude of ills. It's never to say, do what you want, as long as you're humble. Obviously, we have to live a life coherent with our faith. But what it is saying is that even if we make mistakes, we have the right attitude, the right, like we open to God's mercy. There's always hope. The, the, the danger, the danger arises when we feel that we live so well, we pray so much, basically we're so holy, we don't need God's mercy. And this is just absolutely, typically demonic. It really is. So if you're praying, you are absolutely fantastic. Look at how much you pray. My goodness. Thank God you're not like your sister, Bridie. Bridie never prays. Yeah. I, as far as, I, I, if, I, if I remember correctly now, Bridie didn't go to Mass last Sunday. She didn't. <coughs> Thank God I'm not like Bridie. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? See, I, I, it, just, it slips into your head, kind of <laughs> a nice little <laughs> smug smile that you're not like Bridie. Do you know? Same can happen with priests. Do you know what I mean? I do my holy hour every evening. Father Kelly doesn't. Do you know? And it just happens like an instant in your head where just because you do something good, you've already put yourself a step above someone else. You know? Typically demonic. Typically demonic. Where you take something good, but then because the intention is all wrong, you've just completely polluted it. You know? That's why it's, it's like there are certain expressions that we hear uh, in, in the spiritual life which are so important, like, there go I, but for the grace of God. You know, and, like, like, and I can understand if you are a parent and your little princess, Elizabeth, uh, comes in 17 years of age, 18 years of age with a new boyfriend, and Mr. Boyfriend, sir, has tattoos and piercings um, all over him like he's a convict. Uh, I could imagine your heart in the first moment would not be saying, I'm sure he has a good life interiorly. I'm sure he has a good, I'm sure he means well. I'm sure externally you're going to be like, 
okay, you've got some impressing to do pronto. Okay, <laughs> like, so I mean, externals do matter to a degree, but, but, but the, the, what the Lord is saying here is that it really is about the heart. It really is about the heart. And for the enemy, he will make it about the, the exterior. And as long as things look good, that's fine. And ultimately then, what's the, the, the last line of our gospel? Everyone who exalts himself will be humbled. And the man who humbles himself will be exalted. And the, I think one of the demonic temptations when we hear a line like that is that humility equals weakness. I think many of us are going to think that or feel that. If I'm humble, I'm going to get walked on. Did that ever cross your mind? Just me? If I'm humble, if I make myself small, I'm going to get walked on. People are going to think less of me. People are going to use me. People will forget about me. I won't be important. I won't make a difference. My voice won't be heard. I might as well just disappear. If I'm humble, I lose. If I'm humble, I'm weak. See how demonic that is? <laughs> and yet how, again, we, we, we don't sit down and after the RTE news at 6-1, uh, meditate these things and say, yes, if I'm humble, I'm probably weak. But it's, it, 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 these can be kind of just attitudes that are just in our hearts. They're, they're, kind of, they're, they're there. We don't even realize that we're acting according to them, but we are. I don't want to look weak in front of someone. I don't want to be humble. I don't want to forgive because forgiveness looks, looks, it looks weak. You know, someone hurt me. They don't deserve forgiveness. They deserve punishment. And if I forgive them, I'm letting them off. And they don't deserve to be let off. So I'm going to hold on to that anger until I die. Or they die first. And I might even help that process somewhat. <laughs> See, I mean, how, how quickly demonic this, this like, I was thought, oh, should I tell this? Hmm, go on. <laughs> these, are, these are always the best stories. The ones I probably shouldn't tell. But I was talking to um, a religious sister. I uh, won't give away any more details of what uh, community it was. But um, she was describing her religious life. And she said, uh, she's, she's a great sister, she's very wise, very wise, and has had a lot of experience in, in her religious life. And she said, I've learned through religious life that I am capable of any sin. And I thought she was, you know, this is one of those nice things that a person says, well, I'm capable of any sin, when they're not really. But she said, no, I am. She said, I remember I was in the convent and there was a novice there. So she was a sister and there was a novice there. And this novice, for whatever reason, absolutely hated her. So the novice hated this sister. So the sister has obviously more experience, so therefore more responsibility in the convent. And the novice is only a whippersnapper, new little person. Um, but for whatever reason, this novice hated the sister. Now, as we know community life, there are all sorts of little things you can do to show your love in community. And there are all sorts of little things that you can do in community to show your disdain for someone. It's very easy. Very easy. You're walking down a corridor, you know what I mean? You're holding the door open, then you see it's them. And you just let the door go. <laughs> you know? It's just a small little thing, but yeah, oh, it's only you. All right, yeah. If it was someone else, I would have kept it open, but it's only you. Um, or there were certain days when they'd have, um, when they'd have you know, slightly more rigid fasts in their community. So there'd be days when they were allowed butter. And this novice would come along, and if... The person after her was this particular sister. She'd take two portions of butter and just, you know, head on. 
as if nothing. And all, but all sorts of little things like that. You know, if this person is speaking, I'll read. You know, I'll ignore them. It's, it's all so subtle. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm reading the Bible. Were you talking? Oh, sorry. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's, it's, all, it's all so subtle, but constant. All the little things, you know what I mean? Uh, if a person is cold, if, that, if the sister was cold and wanted to sit near the radiator, then I always would make sure that she had sat by the radiator, so now the place, place is taken. All this sort of stuff. And so she was, this sister was coming down the stairs, coming down the stairs with um, a big bunch of laundry. And the novice was coming up and went straight up the middle of the stairs. All right? And the sister then said, in that moment, I felt capable of murder. <laughs> it was like just the last straw. I actually, I would have no problem right now catching her by the scruff of her forehead and horsing her over the banister. I, if I could lift her, I would. I have, I w- and she said, it was such a, a startling... <laughs> Such a startling self-knowledge that she got in that moment. I'm actually capable of any sin. Any sin at all. You know? I'm capable of any sin at all. And it was, it actually, it was a moment of great humility for her, or a learning humility. There go I but for the grace of God. I can't judge anyone. I could have done, in the, in, in the appropriate circumstances, the right circumstances, I could have done exactly the same thing. So, interior life, the attitude of heart. Humility is not weakness. Humility, as the saints say, is the recognition of truth. In humility, I recognize who I am. And who am I? Child of God, yeah. But I'm also a sinner. <laughs> also pretty weak. That's just the truth. That's, just, that's, that's not me having low self-esteem or anything. I'm weak. That's just truth. And do I want people to see that? Not particularly. But it is the truth. It is the truth. Now, again, we can balance that truth with the fact that there are certain things that I'm okay at. There are certain things that I'm good at. Lots of things that I'm not good at. That's just truth. I mean, there's no point saying I'm useless at guitar. I can play guitar. I'm no Eddie Van Halen. You don't know who that is. It doesn't matter. Um, um, <laughs> Eric Clapton. I'm no Eric Clapton, but I can play guitar. Okay. Uh, it's, it's not humility to say, oh, I'm rubbish, I'm, oh, I'm, oh, stop. I've, you know, we've all seen that before. I, I knew a person who was involved in prayer ministry, and they would say, you know, oh, I'm the, I'm, the, I'm the greatest sinner here. Oh, I'm the lowest here. Oh, I'm terrible. Oh, I'm awful. And what then would Irish mammies all do? Uh, you're not. You're, lo- you're, you're, you're wonderful. You're fantastic. Jenny's fierce holy. Fierce humble, isn't he? But then it happened, and I saw this, that... Uh, in obedience to someone uh, he was asked to do something differently to the way he normally does it and immediately he declared spiritual attack on the whole thing and it, it wasn't a spiritual attack it was just a question of obedience so it's all fun and games if I say I'm humble oh I'm so humble I'm so useless I'm so nothing but then if you say I'm so useless and I'm so nothing <laughs> that's completely different but hang on if you're, if you're saying about yourself why is it so bad that someone else says it if that's what you actually are you know, so I mean, we can be so con- we can be so contrived, I tell you. So, <laughs> interior life, humility is not weakness. Look at our lady. Behold, the handmaid, the servant of the Lord. Is she in any way weak? 
Is Our Lady in any way, shape, or form weak? She was full of God because she wasn't full of herself. She wasn't full of herself, and therefore she could be full of God. Is that weakness? We have to recognize these demonic temptations that we hear so subtly all day. That if I'm humble, if I serve, if I forgive, I'm weak. That is not true. Look at God. Look at the the humility of God to become a helpless little baby. And then to be helplessly nailed onto a cross that he can't even move a limb. Is that weakness? Is there anything weak about that? It is the greatest manifestation of love that humanity has ever seen. And we're Christians. So Christians doesn't mean we're part of this club. Christians mean we're supposed to be like him. Being called Christian means we follow Christ. We're supposed to live like him. Humility is not weakness. Humility is it's the, the greatest power. I can't remember which saint said it. All of our virtues are like pearls, but humility is the thread that holds them together. Because all virtues, it's very easy to turn any virtue into your greatest weakness without humility. You know, if, you, if you're a great preacher, teacher, if you're a great theologian, it's very, very easy to start thinking you're a great preacher, teacher, theologian. Without humility, it can be your greatest weakness. If you're, if you're good at anything, from organization to music to dancing to whatever it may be, engineering, mathematical abilities, any of these things, which are gifts, all of them can become your greatest weakness without humility. Humility is the thread that holds everything together, and that's what will maintain balance in our lives, that we can have these gifts, and these gifts don't become a danger to us. Even the gift of good looks, for example, you know, If you start to rely too much on that, you become vain. And then this great gift becomes your greatest weakness. Leads you away from God, my goodness. So all that we have is given to us as a free gift. And if we carry it with with humility, then all that we have can lead us back to God. Humility is not weakness. Humility is essential for a healthy spiritual life. So Lord Jesus, in all simplicity and humility. Let us imitate the very imperfect tax collector. This man who really needed to change his life and really needed to get a new job. He doesn't even raise his eyes to heaven. But he says, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. This man, I tell you, went home at rights with God. Amen. So dear brothers and sisters, I'd just like to take this opportunity to thank you all for joining us on YouTube or on Paving the Way Home or on Spotify, wherever you've listened to these homilies. Thank you so much for being part of our mission and for continuing to support our mission. It was a great gift that during lockdown uh, we could branch out or broaden uh, our, our outreach so much uh, through technology. So it was, that's been a wonderful privilege and honour. Uh, I'd ask two things, if I may. One, that we'd really appreciate your prayers for our mission. So we have our young people here with us this year, 
and then there are also there's a youth ministry, family ministry, and hopefully in the near future, men's ministry, which we hope to engage in. So we'll ask for your prayers for uh, all of those outreaches. And if you feel that the Lord is calling you to support us also financially, uh, we would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Uh, running a place like this is, is not cheap, and uh, we do need uh, benefactors' help to, to keep the show on the road and to keep our doors open and to keep this place of formation uh, alive for uh, the young people that come to us. We have opened our applications for next year as well. So if you know anybody who might like to apply, they can do so through our website, holyfamilymission.ie. And also, if you'd like to make any donations, you can do so through our website, holyfamilymission.ie, or send us an email if you'd like to uh, arrange some other form of donation. But we would be greatly, greatly appreciative of any support that you can give us uh, through your prayer and through your financial support. All right. So God bless, and we're praying for you here in Holy Family.